the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. You know I'm a bad girl. Do what I want, say what I like. Nobody can touch me. Trust me, I'm a bad girl. Get what I want, live in the life. Nobody can touch me. You know I'm a bad. Girl. Mm, y'all know I'm a bad girl. I say what I like and I do what I want. Most of the time. Look, look, I'm a law-abiding citizen, right? But not everybody in this country is paying attention to the laws, and we're going to be talking about that tonight. In fact, there's one person right now who's been avoiding the law, and the law might be coming up close on his hiney. And, of course, I'm talking about Hunter Biden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got breaking news regarding that to share with you guys tonight. So much more with you. Appreciate having y'all. Yeah, I know you have so many places in which you can get your information and spend your time. And it just means so much to me to have you guys here with me every night, especially now that we are expanded. Yeah, I'm still 102 pounds, but I'm now expanded to 6 to 8 p.m. Pacific time here on The Answer San Diego. And there's so many different ways that you guys can contact the show. You can give us a buzz now. Call in at 888-344-1170. Of course, I know many of y'all are starting to call in on the AK comment line, and that's available to you 24-7 at 844-814-5227. And then we also had, did y'all know we have a new Twitter account? Yeah, we'll see. Uh, I think with Elon Musk now on there, I think we can count on that one not being taken down or downthrottled like my other one is. So tweet us at AK Show San Diego, and we are also online at TheAnswerSanDiego.com. All right, before we get into the breaking news of the night, y'all know that my sidekick is here, and he's here with me every night, not just from 6 to 7, but he's a part of the expansion. And, of course, I'm talking about DJ Potato Skins. Unanimous Potato. That's the rare unanimous potato. DJ DJ Potato Skins. skins. So with another hour, do I get more toppings? (laughs) Well, that's up to you. You got to keep your strength up, right? To to, to carry me all the way for for two hours, right? Um, Lots of talk about the border tonight, and we're going to we're going to get to that. Coming up, we've got Todd Benzman, who's senior national security fellow for the Center for Immigration Studies. That's coming up after the break. So you definitely because there's there's breaking news happening with that tonight. Come. I'll just tell you this. Come to the United States and get yourself a free cell phone. Babies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Freebies at the border. But before we get to that, we got a breaking news tonight happening regarding to uh, Hunter Biden's laptop, what has been called the laptop from hell. And let me tell you, this story is getting hot and the law might be getting hot on his tail, hotter than his crack pipe. Here's what's uh, happening with the latest. The whistleblower, a guy named Jack Maxey, uh, who initially gave DailyMail.com a copy of the hard drive. Well, let me back up a little bit. Y'all remember that Hunter Biden left this laptop at a computer repair store. That guy from the computer repair store gave it to Rudy Giuliani, who then it ended up in the hands of a guy named uh, Jack Maxey. This thing was like a hot potato, right? You know, it's like when you know that you've got, like this computer repair guy had, he realizes he's not just got the former vice president's 
son's laptop, but it's got uh, reports now, just the deleted parts, 450 gigabytes of deleted material, including 80,000 images and videos implicating not just drugs, not just sex with minors, but also all kinds of alleged proof of the corruption with Joe Biden and Hunter Biden and the rest of the Biden crime family. So this guy's like, I don't know what to do with this. It ends up in the hands of this guy, Jack Maxey, who was a co-host of a podcast with Steve Bannon. And what happened was he initially, when he got it, when he got a copy of it back in 2019, he gave copies of material from to WAPO, New York Times. Um, you know, he said he's even saying that he gave a copy to Chuck Grassley and, and said that who sat on it for months. Right. So everybody knew not everybody, but a, a lot of people knew in the media. This is going back to uh, 2019. Right. Or 2020. So what and initially after um, he got this laptop, he's and started sharing information with people that he had it. Right. He said a, a bunch of black suburban SUVs appeared outside of his house. And he said former U.S. intelligence officers, friends he shared copies with, told him that they received strange calls. Right. He says, and I quote, I showed this to a friend of mine in desperation in February 2021 because nobody would listen to me. No news orgs would take it. In fact, the very first major news org to take it was Daily Mail. He says, very dear friends of mine, the sharp tip of the spear were making welfare call welfare calls to me every day to see if I was still alive because he said one and he's claiming that one former intelligence agency senior staffer told him soon after he got the hard drive in 2020, quote, if you don't release enough of this so that they know you can release all of it, I'm telling you, brother, you're a dead man. So that's why he released some of it because he's thinking, you know, that's that's his like um, that's his safety net. Right. Kind of like, look, I'm going to I'm going to put a little bit of the goods out here as protection. You come for me. Right. Kind of like how people will put stuff in, in safety deposit boxes or whatever, and they leak out a little bit to law enforcement and say, but if you come to me, the rest is going to get exposed. So fast forward. This is back in. um in 2020, so he starts disseminating some stuff uh, in, as as a means of protection, and um, it, he and he did it. And I don't want to get too into the weeds technology wise, but he did it. It, it, it according to these um, what's called five drop boxes around the world, where you can drop stuff in, and it's so hot, it's so sensitive that it gets left there because nobody wants to be you know in these areas you know, going after this stuff. It's kind of like, you you don't want to be the one going in into these drop boxes because it's got really scary stuff. So that's why he put it there. But he says that the, um, uh, they were all ripped down and it was the U S authorities that had ripped it down. He said, so this means that our intelligence services who still have not even acknowledged that they have Hunter Biden's laptop were diligently doing cash, searches across the internet to find out if any of this stuff was being released. He said this should terrify every single decent person in the West. And so now he's in Switzerland. Now he's in Switzerland. And the reason why he went to Switzerland is because uh, they uh, it's the only file sharing site that didn't take down his laptop files. And this was Swiss transfer. 
He says that there's and, and there are, as I already said, 450 gigabytes of deleted material, including 80,000 images and videos. Right. And, and and a lot of this and it's not just about if this was just about him being a crackhead and him doing skeezy stuff with women, this wouldn't be a story and nobody would care. Right. It'd be look, if he did something, you know, that the IRS should get involved in or drug authorities fine, kind of like when he left a car that he had rented in a parking lot in Arizona with crack pipes in it and he shouldn't driving illegal that's a different matter but supposedly what's on this laptop and why this guy has fled the country into switzerland is because it clearly implicates joe biden and the biden family and all these deals with ukraine and these deals with china right aka the big guy aka the big guy details that include we already know a little bit um, we already know that this Chinese energy company, there's new documents that have been released, a million dollars legal retainer. There are emails about wire transfers and uh, uh, up to $4 million from the Chinese Communist Party energy company to Hunter Biden. And there's proof here that Joe Biden and Jen Psaki, even as of yesterday and today, are still claiming that he had no conversations with Hunter Biden about any of his business dealings. When he when Joe Biden flew Hunter to China and China got these deals going on Air Force Two, supposedly Joe Biden knew nothing about it. Right. Yet there's evidence on this laptop that puts him squarely at meetings with Hunter Biden and different People like I, 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 I think even Burisma. Right. And what Maxie is saying here is one of the things that he addresses in his article here is that many claims that had uh, um, that had the FBI come forward in 2020 with the emails showing de- the details of Hunter's work for, for Burisma, Trump would have been vindicated in regards to the Ukrainian whistleblower impeachment. And what that was about, as I've talked about before, is that was the, the Vinman and Chicharella, the spies in the White House, were there to listen in on calls. And when Trump was getting too close to the corruption that is evidently proven on the Hunter Biden laptop, that's when they pulled the trigger on the impeachment, falsely accusing him of having an inappropriate conversation. And it was all a part of the cover up. And the FBI knew it at the time. The a free and fairly elected president of the United States was falsely impeached in a part of a coup attempt to remove him from office in an attempt to cover up the crimes of Joe and Hunter Biden. And Maxie is right. That the American people were betrayed. He says, because I guarantee you that Joe Biden couldn't run for dog catcher if the American people knew about this laptop and what was on it. He says the 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 it, it, he talked about a list of people that were betrayed. And he says, first, the first person betrayed was a city U.S. president for impeachment. And he wasn't but he wasn't just betrayed by the FBI. Let's remember he was betrayed by Bill Barr. Who, who ordered a stand down of different U.S. attorney's offices. Because even even without this missing 80,000 images, 450 gigabytes of deleted material, there was enough. But Bill Barr didn't want to affect the outcome of an election, which meant that that was a part of a cover-up to hide from the American people the truth. I tell you who else was a part of the cover-up, and that was the uh, 51, quote, intelligence officials that all claimed in October of 2020 when there were first reports about this, that this was when New York Post and Miranda, uh, Miranda Devine had wanted to re- report some of the information that Maxie did leak out. They all said that it was Russian disinformation. I'll wrap with this. The GOP House Judiciary Committee Republicans are demanding what their evidence was. On what documentation did they have to claim 
not on speculation, but to claim that it was Russian disinformation. They said, you either cough up the goods or we're going to do it under subpoena when we take back the power. I agree with Mark Levin. I've been disagreeing with him on a lot lately. But let me tell you, we need a special counsel because there is nobody in the U.S. Quite frankly, a special counsel needs to be brought in from outside of D.C. Because this swamp is so deep that both parties, both parties have been protecting and covering up the crimes and the corruption of Joe Biden and the Biden crime family. Speaking of crimes, we're going to take a little trip. Uh, down to the border, we're going to be talking. When we come back from the break. We're going to be talking to Todd Benzman about the free cell phones and more. Did y'all hear about something called the silent Mariel airlift that's going on? Well, Todd Benzman is going to be here uh, to, to share that with you guys. And you can feel free to give us a call at 888-344-1170. This is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170, The Answer. You're listening to the Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to the Andrea K Show, 888-344-1170. Feel free to give us a buzz here. What do you think? Do you think that Hunter Biden, previously at the open of the show, we were talking about Hunter Biden. I'm curious if you think that he's anybody's ever going to be held accountable for that. 888-344-1170. You can tweet at me at AK Show San Diego. And we're also online at TheAnswerSanDiego.com. A little, uh, after our next break, we're going to be talking about breaking news here in San Diego. Remember when the world, uh, the, the WEF, World Economic Forum, said you're going to own nothing to be happy about it? Well, yeah, well, stay tuned for our next segment because we're going to be telling you San Diego property owners about how you might not have any property coming up. But first, we got to go. Speaking of property being infringed upon, we're, we're the United States of America. We're supposed to be a sovereign nation, right? And, 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 our, and our front door is being beat down to the likes we have never seen before, and it's growing. And in a moment, I'm going to be talking to Todd Benzman, Senior National Security Fellow from the Center for Immigration Studies, also author of America's Covert Border War. There's so many different aspects of this story, and I thought I would start uh, by playing. Senator Lankford had some interesting comments that kind of touched on a variety of different issues related to the border and what's happening. And I want to play this for y'all and then also for Todd Benzman to get his reaction. Not just I believe that. DHS, actually, in their own internal numbers, thinks that once they drop Title 42, they'll have a million people within six weeks that will illegally cross the border. The people are piling up right now south of the border waiting on the Title 42 drop. And uh, they're trying to figure out how to be able to manage it. Their focus right now is focused on how to keep there from being chaos at the border mm-hmm. rather than how to actually control the border. So they're adding more of those soft-sided facilities to be able to temporarily detain more. They're also looking to do what they call interior processing, where they'll actually pick people up at buses at the border move them to the interior of the country and release them from there. Their focus is how to stop chaos rather than how to actually stop people from illegally crossing the border. Yeah, what they're saying is they're following the science, but at the same time they're saying there's no problem at the border. They're literally firing members of the military that's saying if you don't get the shot for COVID, then we're going to release you from the military because there's a pandemic going on right now. If you're going to get on an airplane, you've got to be able to wear a mask because there's a pandemic going on right now. But if you want to cross the border illegally, it's over down there. They're not even mandating those individuals cross the border actually get a shot. They're Offering them a vaccination, but not requiring them oh. to be able to take a vaccine. Wow, a million people. Todd Benzman, welcome back to the Andrea K. Show. Good to be here. Thanks for having me. All right, so he, so Senator Lankford there is predicting a million people after Title 42 is dropped. And he's talking about that the, the Biden administration is focused on how to stop chaos. I'm not seeing the chaos is going away. And, and, I, and, I'm, and I'm thinking we've already got a flood even before they've, they've dropped Title 42. 
Well, for one thing, the the Biden administration itself has issued uh, estimates for who, how many are going to come, and their estimates are anywhere from twelve thousand to eighteen thousand a day. <sighs> uh, so that's that's five hundred and forty thousand a month if if we're looking at the eighteen thousand, and it's considerably more than a million. Uh, It'll be, you know, if it, if it continues on that track, it'll be something like, you know, six million by the end of the year. Those are people that are all going to get into the country. Uh, very, very few of them will will be uh, shipped out of the country. So that, let's just get the numbers sort of straight. That is something that is way beyond anything in the American experience. This is a really historic event kind of a Pearl Harbor, mm-hmm. a 9-11 kind of a thing that's going to be happening at the border. The interesting thing about this is that the administration's response to it is not to block, deter, halt, uh, you know, stop it in any way. It's to bring resources into play onto the ground in order to build a super highway in so that things are just smoothly coming into the country. Uh, that's their idea of border security. So that's what, uh, so that's what Langford was referring to instead of stopping yes. the chaos. So what really his, his choice of words should have been, really what they're doing is making it easy. They're aiding and abetting and facilitating to make it as easy as possible for millions of people to invade our country. And they're not just coming from, this is, you know, they, they want to make this seem as though it's just people from Latin America, people from Honduras. No, um, I, I, I think I see you saw you yesterday doing an interview about a video in which people from Senegal, Ghana, Africa are coming here through Mexico, shredding their passports and their IDs, and then lying and say that they're coming in from, um, um, from where are they, from Haiti, saying that they're Haitian refugees. Yeah. So what, what this is all about, the reason why you will have this Noah's flood is because of asylum. The asylum system is what they're coming for. The way it's built is it is an off-ramp from otherwise mandatory deportation. If you say, I declare asylum, you are out of deportation. You get to come into the country. Uh, Title 42 removed asylum. You couldn't use it. If you were getting Title II, 42, you weren't allowed to use it. So when they get rid of Title 42, it's back. It's a remain in America system. And that's why so many are coming. They'll just be able to say the magic words. But asylum's not built for that. Asylum was built for, like, you know, Vietnamese boat people running from communist educa- re-education camps or North Koreans trying to get away mm-hmm. or, you know, that sort of thing. Not, you know, Honduran yam farmers that had a bad crop. Right. Uh, or, or women or women saying that my husband's mean to me. You know, that's not asylum. It's supposed it was supposed to be right. for, for Cubans that would brave shark infested waters to get away from Castro. Speaking of Cuba, what is this silent Muriel airlift situation? Yeah, so I 
I wrote about that, uh, I think yesterday or the day before, and I just wanted to point out that there is a, a new air passage route that was established between Havana and Managua, Nicaragua, uh, that is making a really big impact at the border right now. Um, in the past, Cubans who wanted to reach the border had a really long haul. They had to float across to Guyana or Suriname and then like, you know, over months make their way through the jungles in Panama and finally get here. But, but this air flight, uh, it's visa free. So they just eliminated the visas has had about 40,000 Cubans, uh, fly in and hit the border. And according to Spanish language media, uh, they have thousands and thousands of Cubans in Havana lining up in lines that go for miles to get these air tickets to get over uh, to come to the United States. And they're, they're going to be making up, they're going to figure out a, a very prominently in this huge new wave of mm -hmm. humanity coming to the border. And, and, and I just wanted to point out that that's what that is when you start to see Cubans everywhere. Mm. Yeah, and and now, well, and it's a little confusing because I thought humans weren't allowed to leave. I thought that they they were. That's why they got in these boats held together with scotch tape. That's right. It was very difficult. That's that's why you have, you know, thousands in lines that are going for miles. It's a it's a rare opportunity to. It, it's visa free. The government's allowing it, uh, and you know it's on. I mean, they're they're probably you know half the island will empty out before they shut it down. Um, I mean, wow, just, nobody's talking about this. So Cuba right now, the Cuban government's like yelling out, you can get out, line up, and we're going to give you tickets, and we're going to fly you to Nicaragua, and then you can make your way to the States? Yes. Is this because, exactly. I, I, don't, I don't mean to be a conspiracy theorist, but is this, is this the Cuban thinking, we know a way to break the backs of America, let's pile on this invasion that's happening at the southern border? Well, you know, in my piece, I theorize, I have nothing to back this up, but I... I do theorize that, you know, those two governments uh, might be weaponizing this in order to mm -hmm. get something from the, the, you know, those are very poor countries, uh, yeah. you know, cash-strapped governments. And if you let your people, you know, you weaponize that sort of thing, you can go to the Biden administration and say, hey, you know, we may be able to negotiate something here and, you know, whatever it is that they want. But so I just, I just said, in my piece, you know, let's, we should all keep an eye on any sudden diplomatic activity. You know, yeah. Between, well, there's know, clearly, and, right. Well, I mean, there's clearly a, a nefarious reason for why Cuba would decide to unleash a bunch of, you know, uh, I don't know the population of Cuba at this point, but unleash them on the United States. Yeah. And, yeah. and I think it's because a couple of reasons. They know that they know that this is kind of cloward pivot in action here. It's going to break the back. We're thirty trillion dollars in debt and we're going to flood in 20,000 you know, illegals every day into this country. We can't economically sustain that. They also know, as well as the Democrats here who are communists, who, you know, uh, let's let's not forget there's a shared ideology here going on. That, you know, that that they also know that these the Democrats, you know, know that these immigrants coming here illegally 
you know, are not coming here having experienced free market capitalism, the land of opportunity. No, they're coming here for, for entitlements and to, and to live off the largesse of, of the hardworking taxpayers. And that is not sustainable. And then at the same time, I hate to do like a shock and awe on you of all the different topics happening at the border. We got jewelry stores here in San Diego making jewelry that looks like the Ukrainian flag. I mean, we got the welcome wagon open to Ukrainians. And I think we talked about this last time you were here. How are they coming up through TJ from Ukraine? Well, they're able to fly uh, on a very easy to obtain visitors visa to Mexico. So the, the Ukraine and Mexico have, uh, you know, very relaxed visa requirements with each other. And they fly into Tijuana, get it online. They get their visa online and they just fly in and they fly to Mexico City and then catch another flight to Tijuana. And then they run up to the border. I heard there were about a thousand of them down there now. Um, and, you know, listen, um, I think everybody, uh, everybody sort of sympathizes mm-hmm. with what's going on. But these ones that are showing up at the border, I think people should just know that, you know, these are people that are coming in from Europe. They have <laughs> residency, three-year residencies with health care and mm-hmm food subsidies and and housing subsidies and everything. There's Uh, no economic national security reason for them to be making their way and coming up here. And as much as I know, the American people, Todd Benzman, are just the most philanthropic, loving uh, you know, it is our culture to be, you know, the humanitarian force for the world, but we got to start thinking and using our heads. And there's just no reason when they have what you just described available to them there that they be coming here. And we and we need to be more discriminating. We c- literally cannot afford this. And if they don't need to come here, then wh- then why is the the push on? Well, for the same reason. The what and and my theory is that it was intentional in Afghanistan to have the chaos that was there because it justified flying in a hundred. 50,000 unvetted Afghanis that whether we're talking about the border from people coming in through Europe or Ukraine or Afghanistan, the southern border, it's a shock and awe of an invasion on us right now on American citizens. And it's to expand the and I, I will say that it's to expand the voting base for the Democrat Party who are Marxist who are communists. And then we find out today, Todd Benzman, last thing I'll throw at you, that they're giving cell phones away. And supposedly this is going to allow them to track the illegals and track their whereabouts. Well, you could put an ankle bracelet on them for that. You don't need to be handing them cell phones. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I don't, I, I got to tell you, I'm, I haven't been following the cell phone controversy very closely. Uh, I did, I did see the talk about it at a press conference, but I don't really get the cell phone thing. I know that we, are doing what they call alternatives to detention, which is just in line with this progressive demand that we close up all of our detention centers because they're Nazi concentration camps Mm -hmm. and move over to this thing called alternatives to detention. Uh, And I think that, you know, there's, they have something to do with it, but I don't know if these are fancy phone cell phones. I saw some pictures of them. Uh, but, um, you know, the ankle bracelets get cut off. They throw them away. Well, they're throwing uh, the phones away. There's nothing to stop them from throwing the phones away. The reality is, it, it, you know, the solution is not to hand phones to people breaking and entering our country, especially on mass likes happening. The, the thing to do is to stop them from coming here. And then if they come here to detain them. 
There's not send them out anywhere into this country. Not and and it's not enough for Abbott to be cute in Texas to say I'm putting them on a bus to send them to D.C. They need to be rounded up and in and, and deported. And I also don't even mind Mitt Romney. I'll let you go after this. Mitt Romney's idea back in uh, 2012, he believed in the concept of self deportation. That if you don't give handouts to people breaking and entering, they'll eventually leave. Right? I mean, they're staying because we're giving entitlements. Right? They're staying because they're getting yeah. freebies. Well, and they're just getting in. I yeah. Mean, without, they're just getting in. Uh, we're letting them in. There is there's very little detention happening anymore. Right. Uh, but if I, if I could just quickly, uh, if I have just one second, because yes. one thing one thing about Greg Abbott's uh, speech today that was interesting. Uh, you know, I agree with you about the buses. I think that's an, for optics. Mm-hmm. But there is something interesting that he's doing, which is that. He's going to have the Texas Department of Public Safety uh, start doing safety checks on all uh, commercial trucks leaving Mexico onto Texas roads. And then they lamented, well, you know, this is going to slow things down quite a bit. But uh, what's interesting about that is that that means that the DPS, Texas DPS, has the ability to shut down trade, shut down trade. From Mexico, which is a message to Mexico, Mexico, that if you don't uh, clear these migrants out in your northern territories coming over our border, looks like you're going to have a trade problem. Right. And you know what? Put the that, put the hurt on and put. Yeah, you put the hurt on them economically down in Mexico and they might they might not stop aiding and abetting the influx of illegals across the border well, into it, our nation. The only thing. It was the only thing that worked when Trump was in, in office. He said, I'm going to put progressive trade tariffs on you yeah. and all of your, your products coming over the border. And that was it, man. They, they, they played ball. Absolutely. Well, Todd Benzman, thank you for being here. I could keep you here for the whole hour because there's just so many elements to the story of what's going on. Yeah. And, it's, and, it's, and it's not getting enough coverage. I'm looking up at my monitors here, and it's all about Ukraine, when the real nation whose sovereignty is being destroyed right now is here in the United States, and it's at the southern border. Y'all can uh, check out Todd Benzman. He's on all the socials. He's a senior national security fellow, Center for Immigration Studies. Google him and read his articles. And he's also, um, what's the title of your book? Author of America's Covert America. Border War. Yes, and All I'm right. working on a second one. Should be out this awesome. summer. Thank you so much for being here. All right. Appreciate it. Thank All right, you. now y'all stay tuned because coming up, San Diego has passed a law that's affecting property rights. Remember, the World Economic Forum said you'll own nothing and you'll be happy. You can, you property owners happy to hear you your your property is going to be is is in the process of being snatched. Stay tuned for that coming up. This is the Andrea K Show on AM 1170. The Answer. Andrea K. Telling you like it is, while eating a donut, too. It's the Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to The Andrea K. Show, 888-344-1170. After the break, the gas executives, I don't know if y'all saw this, they actually went to a, a house meeting today. The push is on to blame the gas executives, to blame Big Oil for the price at the pump. So after uh, this next break, the financial thought doctor, Dave Elhoff, is going to be here to share his wisdom on that. He might have a thing or two to say about uh, this this topic I'm about to share with you all right now because he and I have discussed it before in terms of the assault of the left on all aspects of our lives 
economically. I mean, it's assault on our southern border that we were just talking about with Todd Ben Simone, that uh, that it will break the backs of the United States, break the back of the United States of America economically. That's part of the World Economic Forum's game plan. But so is when they say to you, you'll own no property and you'll be happy, right? Well, how are they going to get us to that place? How are they going to get us to the place to where you own no property? Well, here's an example. San Diego has passed uh, something called uh, No Fault Eviction Moratorium, and it, it hasn't been signed into law yet. It has to go through a second confirmation vote, uh, which is expected to pass, and then it's going to be signed by San Diego Mayor Todd Gloria. And before you go thinking that this is San Diego, if you're listening somewhere around the country, let me tell you, so goes California, right? So with what no fault, and and this was voted on five to one in favor of no fault eviction moratorium, and this would uh, stop evictions for the next several months. A no fault eviction is when a property owner, let's say you own a condo and or a home, and you decide, you know, your your tenant's been paying rent on time, no problem there. But look, it's your home, and you know you might want to sell it. So you need that in order to sell it and get top dollar, you need the tenant to move out so that you can fix it up and, and rehab it. Y'all know that I love real estate, right? I spend so much time watching these fixer-upper shows to where they take a property and they remodel it and they stage it and then they get, you know, so much more money for it, right? And right now, if you're owning, if you've got a second property like a condo at the top of the market right now, you're crazy if you're not thinking about selling that at right now at the top of the market. This is one of the things we talk to Dave Elhoff about all the time, right? But but under no-fault eviction moratoriums, you wouldn't be allowed to do that. Or maybe it's a situation to where, um, you know, you've had problems getting this property for whatever reason. Let's say you own a home and you decide, you know what? We want to, we own multiple properties. We're going to sell the one that we're living in right now. We want to move back into the place we, we were at before. There's lots of reasons why people do that. Sometimes people want to downsize now that they're into retirement. So they want to sell this big home they're living in and maybe move into the smaller property, right? That they were renting out. So under this no fault eviction moratorium, no, no homeowner for at least, how long would this be? Through September 30th, through September it says, uh, well, and, and it's actually vague too, because it talks about stopping some evictions through September 30 or 60 days. Um, it, it, and it also depends on when the state emergency ends, right? And see, uh, and so it's all tied together, you know, right? I mean, the, the, this is about seizing upon an opportunity. That's what COVID was and these emergency orders. It gave them a license, right, Skins, in order to seize control over all aspects of our lives. Oh, it did. And if Newsom has his way and hopefully, I mean, I'd like someone to run against him. Doesn't look like it. The emergency will never end. It's not going to end because as long as they've got that emergency, then they've got a right to seize control over your lives. And that's what this is. They they seized control over your life and told you when you could leave your home or when you are not. Um, they seize control over businesses, which is your property, right? In which you can't open your business because you're a restaurant or you're a bar or, you know, you, this mom and pop bookstore couldn't open, but you could go in and cruise the bookstore in Walmart, you know, what's right? funny is another state, I forget which one it was, Andrea, they went from pandemic to endemic, happily gave up their emergency powers doing the same thing here in California, but those, uh, you know, you know, powers stay in place and they're going to stay there for quite some time. Right. And by keeping the powers in place, they're able to now use that as a way to seize control over your personal property, which is a home that you own. 
And if they can seize control over this property under this as an emergency, then they can seize it at any time that they want. That it's not going to be when you hear somebody like the World Economic Forum say you'll own you'll own nothing and you be happy. They're not just going to come and st- take your property from away from you in one fell swoop. And they're it's, not being figured. It's it's death by a thousand cuts. And here's the excuse: sixty people called into the city council meeting and started crying. Well, quote from one person: nobody wants to be on the street. No one wants the concrete as their bed and the sky is their roof. Nobody picks that life. Well, if you are a good tenant and you're paying rent right now, then you shouldn't have any problem. First of all, if if a homeowner has trusted you and, and, and done a contract with you to come in and rent their home, you're you're renting it from them. It's still their home. You don't own it. Right. So there should be no sense of entitlement to somebody else's property. Second of all, if you're a good tenant and you're paying your rent, you shouldn't have any problem in getting another place to live. How is it that you're you're a great tenant and you're paying your rent, and but for this landlord deciding they want to move back in, you're now going to have concrete as your pillow? This is the way that they exploit the hearts and the minds of people in order to justify taking your property. And it is not the the homeowner's responsibility to make sure that you are financially capable of, of supporting yourself. And if you can't afford to pay the rents in San Diego County, then maybe you need to look at moving someplace else where the rents are more affordable. It's another reason why we should not be bringing millions of illegal aliens into San Diego County when the average cost of a one-bedroom apartment is $3,000 or $2,500 a month. The solution is not to seize control over somebody who who probably worked their butts off for years to save up the money, invested it in this property, assume the financial risk of, of owning this property, assume the legal responsibility and legal liability of owning this property, and took a chance on you that if they moved you in, you were going to honor your end of the deal and pay your rent on time. And then when it was time to say goodbye to you, that you would pack your bag and leave. Those are my thoughts on that, but feel free to call and argue with me at 888-344-1170. We're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to bring in financial thought doctor. I know he's going to agree with me, but I'm curious to see what he has to say about these uh, gas official oil company speaking today in front of Washington. We'll be back with that in a moment. This is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170, The Answer, San Diego. AK, dynamite in a dress. Or just Andrea Kay. Whatever you call her, she's on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to The Andrea Kay Show. Did y'all know we have a 24-hour comment line? It's 844-814-5227. Before we bring on the financial thought, Dr. Dave Elhoff, to address uh, the allegations against the oil companies being the problem at the pump, we're going to quickly take a call from Rose. She wants to say something about my uh, story I was talking about before, San Diego property owners and no-fault eviction moratorium. All right, Rose, you got 30 seconds. Go. I'm just 100% behind you, and if there's some way we can protest this, I'd like to know, because it's ridiculous. They are usurping our rights as property owners every time I turn around, uh, thanks to the city council or our illustrious uh, governor. Thank you for calling, Rose. Yeah, we we, we got to be fighting back against this because inch I want to by- know how because right. I want to volunteer. And so if you have a way to do that, post it on your show. I will. Thank you for calling, Rose. All right. Uh, Dave Elhoff, Financial Thought Doctor. Quickly, if there's something you want to say about this. Well, I don't know if we I brought you on to talk about the gas prices. But what I was talking about before the break was. Uh, that San Diego has passed a law banning no fault uh, evictions for property owners. They can't if they want to move back in because they want to live. 
live there. They want to remodel. Um, they're not allowed to do that right now. We, you and I have addressed this before about how the left is wanting to come after our property. But I really wanted to bring you on to talk about the fact that these oil executives were dragged in in front of D.C. today, and they're being blamed for the problems at the pump. What say you, Dave Elhoff, Financial Thought Doctor? This girl is on fire. <laughs> <laughs> My granddaughters are singing that all the time. I had to interject that just for a moment. (laughs) But, you know, come on. Look at what Biden did when he came in. He reversed all the policies of Trump, reversed and added more regulations, more and, and blocked all kinds of anything to do with production of oil when mm-hmm. at that point in time we were energy independent. And when he started that, it was long before Ukraine and Russia happened that the gas prices were going through the roof because of what he did. There's not a clear cut difference. I mean, everything was great. Mm-hmm. And then he comes in and stops everything that Trump did. I mean, people, let's wake up. Well, yeah, not only that, but then today it's, uh, you know, oh, they're going after the the Russian oligarchs. That's not going to help anybody at the pump. I mean, they, you know, they're 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 paying the the by uh, shutting down Keystone and approving Nord Stream 2 for Russia. You know, Putin's fat and happy right now. We're the one paying the price. It ain't Putin. I don't want to hear about sanctions against these, you know, rich Russians. That ain't helping anybody here at the pump. I guess what they're trying to do, Andrea, is that they're hoping that they make some oligarch very uncomfortable that he'll take out Putin. Oh, that's an interesting. Yeah, that's an interesting theory on that. Um, In in the meantime, people are hurting. One of the um, yesterday. Uh, I think it was, uh, I don't remember who it was, it, you know, they were, the military was there, Sec, SecDef was asking for money, and um, I, one, of, one of them at the meeting yesterday said that inflation was looking, it was going to be at least 9%. Yes, at least. It's got to, you know, and it, energy is part of it, but that's not all of it. Okay, you know, everybody... Today, I filled up on the Navy base here in Coronado, 531 a gallon. Mm, that's on the Navy base. 531 at the Navy base. Now, Costco is close to it, but I haven't filled up there in a while. So I was just looking at that. And we have these guys, these young sailors, these young Marines, these young uh, people in the military paying five dollars and 31 cents a gallon that is criminal what we're doing to the average american right now and it's all in a push for green energy unfortunately we're coming up on a break i've got and now that i'm going to two hours i got plans for you elhoff because we need we need you on the show more often to to share your wisdom because it's a shock and awe inflation is going to get worse um, they want to take our property. There's so many different aspects economically, and we need help. People need help uh, coming up with a plan. Tell everybody how they can get a hold of you. You need to call me 619-548-0965. And I tell you what, folks, it's a conversation. That's all we're going to have is a conversation of what can you do. All right. Well, Elhoff. 
Uh, we're going to make sure everybody gets that number and calls you and has a conversation. And our conversation is going to keep going at, after next hour. This is the Andrea K. Show on AIM 1170, The Answer, San Diego. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.